Welcome to Dram Talk, your new mates on your journey to the world of whiskey. I'm Brad. And I'm Daniel. And today, we'll be looking at Whiskey Loot's Box 6, Outback Exploration. Right, so Daniel, Whiskey Loot, why are we looking at this today? So, um, I think we'll just preface this by saying that Whiskey Loot is an Australian subscription service. Um, so, we do apologise to our international listeners, but please hang in there, um, because we will be reviewing three Aussie whiskies today. Okay, so, Whiskey Loot, why are we doing an episode on this? Um, I guess there's a short answer and a long answer. The short answer is free whiskey. Right, who doesn't love free whiskey, so... Um, and the long answer is because I think we are both really intrigued by this service, as well as impressed by their, um, I guess, engagement with the community and creating a space to foster discussions amongst whiskey lovers. Yeah, so... Whiskey Loot, they reached out to us as whiskey content creators. They sent us a trial box of their whiskey and the trial box is aptly named Outback Exploration and it contains three Aussie drams. Um, we will place a spoiler alert for anyone currently subscribed to the Whiskey Loot if you'd like to be surprised and don't want to know what drams are in this box. And if you're thinking about subscribing to Whiskey Loot and also you don't want anything to be spoiled, then yeah, that spoiler's there for you as well yeah but just keep listening because we will run through the subscription surface if you're kind of tossing up whether it's something that's right for you or not um we'll just give you a bit of a rundown on what it is um and our thoughts about it and um yeah as i said we'll then just give you a brief warning before we announce which drams are in there um so at the risk of potentially jeopardizing more complimentary drams um we will continue to be completely honest with you our listeners about what we think about the subscription service as well as these drams in itself so i mean we 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 do blush at being given free whiskey but we will try and remain objective yeah <laughs> okay so a chart aside from a chance to review a subscription service and three separate drams um why are we recording this episode um i guess our first experience with whiskey loot came when we did the whiskey advent calendar um, so for anyone who is not aware of that, if you want to head over to our Instagram, um, one of our story reels called, um, tis the season is still like, it's there for you to view. Um, and that was a whiskey advent calendar. So 24 days, 24 whiskeys. What better way to celebrate the Christmas period? <laughs> yeah, no, there's no better way than that. Yeah, it was really great. And uh, when I say our first experience with Whiskey Loot, I really mean mine because <laughs> I was the one that had the advent calendar. And I mean, I shared one of the drams with Brad. Yeah, it was the Wild Turkey 1894. Yes, if you do remember our um, Whiskey on the Rocks episode, that was a whiskey event in Sydney. And that's where I got to try that dram. And then I thought, I'll keep the the 1894 or aside for Brad and he can try that. Um now, Whiskey Loot, their community engagement was fantastic throughout that. Like, they were just constantly sharing, not just ours, but everyone's um, kind of daily posts on the drams, as well as commenting and um, just engaging with us in general. Um, so, it was really cool just to see that, I guess, the purchase of the whiskey wasn't the end part of that relationship with that service. They kind of continued on with that and just made sure we were enjoying it, which ones were our favourite, what we were getting. Um, and just commenting on our tasting notes as well, because they did provide a lot of tasting notes with the drams too. Um, but, you know, like anyone, like everyone tastes different things. And so it was just sharing that and they were just, yeah, commenting on that. And it was just really good to see that kind of engagement. Yeah. And really, that's probably most of the background why we're doing the episode. And then even 
I guess, our previous interactions with Whiskey yep. Loot from that kind, from that point of view anyway. But the service itself, right? So Whiskey Loot, they're a subscription service. You get three 60 mil whiskeys delivered to you mm-hmm. every month. So that's what? You get two two drams of each? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, depends. 60 mil might be your standard pour. <laughs> Brad's a very heavy pourer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's pretty much my standard pour. So. 40 mil for me, 20 mil for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but not only do you get three uh, different whiskeys to try, you also get access to some tasting videos that they walk you through each of the drams. And that's pretty good because, especially if you're new to whiskey and new to this whole experience, having a tasting video on top of tasting notes as well. Yeah. Um, probably takes away a bit of that alone feeling, you know, you're just sitting in a room. Yeah. Drinking and it, some whiskey. It elevates just drinking whiskey to exploring whiskey. Like just for any kind of level of whiskey drinker you are. Like yeah. if you're new, it's really good to have that guide. If you're kind of partway through or even experienced, like it's just always good to have other people's opinions because it allows you to pick out something else. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least that's what we're hoping for. Yep. You know, we make a podcast, do <laughs> what we do. So we well, hope everyone listening to it because he's getting some value out of this. <laughs> it's not just because we love the sound of our own voices. I mean, that too. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you subscribe, you have an online community that you're part of then and you, you just get to continue to share your experience with others. And that's what really has been, what we've noticed with Whiskey Loot, it's just this whole idea of community. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's really great to see that you're not just, oh, you're not just a number. Mm-hmm. You're actually a part of a wider thing. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you don't want to subscribe, if you're like not sure whether it's for you or not, and I mean, you've heard us talk about it a lot, but you like kind of want to see what this is before I subscribe. They do offer like tasting packs, so you can buy like a trial tasting pack from their website, kind of like a try before you subscribe yep. kind of deal. And I did find like opening this pack was a lot more exciting than opening a bottle I've ordered. And like, don't get me wrong, any moment whiskey arrives in the mail is always an exciting moment. Um, but like, it's, I think this was the difference between just like ordering a bottle and you open the box and you're like, oh, there's a bottle to getting a pack. And then it's like this really nice white box and you lift it up and there are three drams like laid out really nicely in this kind of like foam packaging. It's like 10 out of 10 for presentation. Yeah, yeah. It's a bespoke box. So mm. it's made for purpose. And not only that, like with the excitement of it, I, I can relate to what Daniel was saying because even for us, just getting that message saying, hey, we'd like to send you something yep. to try. It was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, but even then we were just thinking, oh my God, what are they going to send? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in the pack? And even they just gave us the name of the pack. So yeah. even that set us um, just going like, oh man, three Aussie, oh, get three Aussie whiskeys. Yeah, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? So that whole part, that whole um, excitement was really, really good. It's probably part of the experience as well. Yeah. And I guess here is where we'll put in that kind of spoiler warning for anyone who is not wanting to know which drams come in this box. Um, Either pause the pod here and then come back once you've received your box and then seen the drams. (laughs) All right. So our first dram in the Outback Exploration, the Korowa Characters. Now, Daniel, you've tried this before. I have, yeah. So it was one of the ones that came in the um, Whiskey Loot Advent calendar. And I'd have to say it was probably one of my favourite drams from there. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased and it's one that was in New South Wales. <laughs> so like our home state. 
Oh, um, okay. That that's that wasn't where I was getting to with you've tried this before. I was just gonna pour this for myself. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> okay, so Crow characters, as we mentioned, the distillery is located in New South Wales. Um, it's kind of down near the New South Wales Victorian border. So yeah, four to six percent ABV, matured in red wine casks. Um, so you you can see that definitely on the color. Yeah. It's kind of got that like almost coppery color to it. Yeah, and on the nose, instantly a real beautiful sweetness. Yeah, like honey and vanilla with like floral, and it's also lightly spiced too. Yeah, yeah, it's got a real buttery feel as well, mm-hmm. like a real buttery nose. And like the longer you nose it, it slowly turns into a berry, almost like a berry that you'd kind of expect from like that, from like I said, wine. Maturation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting into like the foresty fruits. I guess when it comes to like the spices and picking up in the nose, probably leaning towards like a ginger. But I think we get onto the palate. Yeah. It's a real tropical mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very full and creamy. Yeah, yeah. And there's still like hints of vanilla kind mm-hmm. of uh, wrapping everything. Yeah, getting like, as you're saying, like when you're talking about like tropical flavors, like ripe pineapple mango yeah but also like a really thick honey too like i just love the viscosity of this room yeah and it's not even like just that honey note it's almost like the waxy feel you kind of get when you're eating honeycomb as well Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but like just really pleasant really pleasant room and i can see where you were going when you mentioned this is probably one of your favorite drums from the advent calendar yeah because what I found is it's got like a lot of these kind of familiar flavors we associate with a lot of like Scottish drams, but there's also kind of like an underlying twist that's almost not quintessential of Australian drams, but at least distinct in a dram that's not like you pick it up and you're like, this isn't a scotch. Yeah, yeah. And for the finish right now, I'd say it's a pretty short finish. Mm-hmm. Um, you almost get those hints of maybe raisin or sultana coming along there, but that's about all I'm getting. Yeah, I'm looking back over my notes, um, mainly from the advent calendar kind of posts I was doing on Instagram. And I didn't know that there was like, the finish is sweet with a hint of coffee beans. I'm maybe not necessarily getting the same bitterness of the coffee beans I was getting before. It's still very sweet on the finish now. Yeah. Yeah, I can see a very sweet finish. Mm-hmm. But I'm more picking up like that raisins or those sultanas as opposed to that sweetness. But the dram itself is incredibly sweet. Yeah. But like, like without being overly so, like I feel like there is still a underlying spice that balances out the sweet throughout. Yeah. Um, but for myself though, I do enjoy... Sweet like drams. Sweet <laughs> drams. So for me, this is almost hitting all the right notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am also loving drinking this out of a Denver and Lyle glass, which I think is appropriate being in an Australian company. Yeah. Overall impression so far, though, the Korowa characters, a really, really good dram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, like, one of the things that really does get me about this is both, like, the freshness of the tropical fruits, but also the the mouthfeel of it. Like, it is thick and yeah. almost syrupy yeah. without being overly sweet. <laughs> Yeah, and even just the fullness of the dram, you can see that on the glass itself when you're mm-hmm. just looking at the legs of the whiskey as well. And yeah, they're, they're very 
um, viscous, very thick, slow to drip down the glass. And that's almost the exact feeling you get on the palate. Yep, definitely. I'm I'm starting to pick up what I was identifying as coffee beans before. I don't know if that was exactly the right descriptor, but I would probably lean towards that again, just for lack of a better word to describe that. But while I'm finishing my dram, do you have a dram in words, Brad? Mm. A dram in words for the Korowa characters. This is almost uh, grabbing honeycomb straight from a beehive mm-hmm. and just going to town. Just Winnie the pooing it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is. This is hand in the beehive, ripping out a whole nest of honeycomb yep. and just going straight into it. Nice, nice. I, I, I almost want to stick by my original dream in words again for the Instagram post I was doing. And I said, it's a warm summer's day on an Aussie beach and I'm on the shore with a pineapple and mango smoothie in hand. I think the only thing that doesn't capture is the kind of thick syrupy honeyness of it, um, which you have adequately made up for in your dramming words, but still stand by it. It is, it is an Aussie dram. Yeah. Very, very Australian. I'd say, I guess almost a perfect dram to open the box with. Mm -hmm. And I think like it was also the first dram I tried in the advent calendar too. So oh, okay, yeah. It's it's a really good opener. Like it does I feel like tick a lot of boxes. Um I feel like it's a safe dram without being too safe. It's not like your standard normal choice. Like I hadn't heard about it personally. I hadn't even heard of the distillery before trying this and then opening it, I was like, Okay, I'm impressed. What else have we got? <laughs> yeah, and the sweetness itself is pretty Moorish, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm disappointed that we're done. I keep picking up my glass and like there, there's there's another drop left. There's another <laughs> drop left. I can get it. Still still waiting for those really thick legs to finish sliding down the glass so they can coalesce into a last little sip. Yeah, no. The Korra characters, very, very good dram. So I'd say if you can seek that out, jump on it. Mm-hmm. And not only that, just have a look for anything else Korra are putting out. Yeah, would be really interested to try other bottles in their range. Alrighty, so dram number two is the Whiskey Loot Double Cask from Launceston Distillery in Tasmania. Yeah, so this one is one that I guess you wouldn't be able to get anywhere outside of the Whiskey Loot. Um, So it's one that neither of us have tried, so it's a first for both of us. Right, and the distillery itself, they are a tiny operation in Launceston Airport and they're from grain to bottles. So everything happens under the one roof. And it's bottled exclusively for whiskey loot, as Daniel mentioned. And the dram is a marriage of spirit aged in tawny casks and ex-bourbon barrels. And, of course, non-chill filtered. So mm-hmm. we'd love to see that. Love to see it. You definitely get the oak from the bourbon barrel yep. on the nose. Then it's followed by a toffee note. I was going to say there is like a, yeah, kind of to- like sweet sticky note that I would usually associate with a fortified wine. Um, not having tried too many whiskeys aged in tawny casks, um, I feel like it's kind of sitting in that realm of being able to identify it as a whiskey that has been aged in a fortified wine cask without knowing exactly what it is. There is still like a r- nice freshness to it, which I found with a lot of Australian drams. They almost have a sense of like the outdoors. <laughs> 
Yeah, they really do. For me, there's like a real crispness to this dram on the nose. Yeah. It's almost like a green apple. Yep. But in terms of the nose, there's not much more I'm pulling out. It's mainly just that hint of oak, Mm -hmm. which really comes out at the front. Then it almost develops into that toffee note. But everything is underlined by a real crisp nature. Yeah, like a cream, like a clean, crisp nature. And I'm, yeah, yeah, these were both here. Just like, yep. do we pick up anything else? And not really, but like, you know, maybe we'll go into the palate, then come back to the nose and see if like kind of those two reinforce each other and we can pick out anything else. I can see some raisin and a bit of fig mm-hmm. on the palate. Yeah, that's good. Fi- perfect fig, yeah. I was like, there is kind of like a fruit, but it's like not like a crazy sweet fruit. Yeah, then... I get like the hints of honey as well, but overall, they're, main, they're the main things that are sticking out to me on the palette right now. Yeah, I guess like where I'm still sitting with this and it's one of the things like it's really hard to place flavor notes too, is it is still giving me that really like kind of outdoorsy note and I'm getting almost like a kind of, like the tannins of the tea, like a really strong tea vibe at the end um, without it being the taste of tea. Um, but, you know, like it's borderline into our dram in words now, but I feel like I'm sitting in a pine forest over an open fire, just cooking, like heating up a yep. tea in a tin can over a fire. And so I guess like that's why I'm like, not, I wouldn't say struggling with tasting notes but it's more it is taking me so strongly to that place that i'm trying to identify what else is happening in there yeah and on the finish itself i'd say it's probably a medium finish for myself and i'm getting a bit of caramel yeah i would put it into the realm of like a burnt caramel yeah that really dark crispy burnt caramel and it is steeping into like a bitterness that Again, I'm not going to say coffee beans. <laughs> yeah. I, try, I said that before. I wasn't really getting coffee beans before in the Koroa characters. But um, yeah, there is like a really nice bitterness that kind of, I guess, rounds off the flavors at the end. Yeah, interesting. Because for me, it's definitely finishing off with burnt caramel, but then it almost leads into the spices that you'd get from a bourbon barrel. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like just burnt caramel finishing off with the spicy nature, maybe like a cinnamon. Yeah, as I'm talking, I'm like, I'm feeling like almost like a peppery bite too. And when you're mentioning um, spices, that's yep. kind of where my mind is jumping to with kind of the, not quite the burn, but I guess I guess like I can see cinnamon in that too. It's really, it's a really intriguing dram to me in the sense that I haven't pulled too much from the nose nor the palate, but there's still complexity there mm-hmm. that I am almost tossing and turning with just because I can't really put a pin on what those notes are. Yeah. But it's just, I can tell there's a lot more going on in the dram yeah. than what I'm drawing out so far. It is one of those ones I sit with and it immediately takes me to a place or it makes me feel like this would be a great place to drink this whiskey in without being able to identify kind of like the range of flavors that it's got hidden within it. Yeah, this is definitely a whiskey that you want to sit with. And one you want to sp- spend time with and really unravel. Yeah. Which, of course, we're not able to do at length on a pod if you want to, <laughs> unless you want to listen to an hour worth of silence. Today's podcast <laughs> is going to be four and a half hours, everyone. <laughs> Buckle up. 
but yeah, like it is like as for to kind of texture wise, um, it's not as like viscous or syrupy as it was before, but it is like they don't really like using the word, but it is smooth. It is kind of nice and cooling. Yeah, I think it, I'd say it's a really good dram to follow up with the heaviness and the viscosity of the characters. Yeah, that it's we had silky. Silky yeah. is kind of the word I'm. Going so for. this one is rather light as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a really just almost a polar opposite to the characters in a sense, but it's not that it's to its detriment or not that it doesn't hold its own. It does. It just does it so in a very different way. Yeah. And even though there's a similar note on the palette of honey, it's presented in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Whereas that sweetness from the honey isn't really coming through, you know, it's, and it's not really an overpowering note. It's just an accompaniment to the fig and the raisins that I've been picking up, as well as the orange and vanilla. I guess just while we sit on it with the last few sips, um, I'm going to go straight into my German words because, as I've mentioned, it has taken me immediately to that place. But I feel like I'm camping in a pine forest. So not kind of like peak of summer Australian bush, but just like a kind of the cool weather. You like put on a jacket, you're sitting in amongst the trees. Um, the air feels very damp and you're sitting over a campfire, you're cooking a tea. And so it's like a really good contrast to the dram we had previously where I felt like it was like holiday mode on an Australian beach, hot summer, tropical fruits. This is kind of like one with nature out in the bush making a natural tea. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. So for me, my dreamy words, this is a cold winter's night mm-hmm. in the Australian outback. And you're looking for something to warm you. You don't have a fire, but you've got the whiskey loot double cask. And that's what this is. It's this sky full of stars. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect, almost the perfect winter dram. Mm-hmm. So two quality drams so far. And we haven't even cracked the third bottle. I know. Australian whiskey making us proud. <laughs> For our Australian listeners, I believe this cask is still available. Like you can buy this entire bottle from their website itself. Um, I don't know if we want to give the price. <laughs> it's one sixty nine, um, like regular retail price, and one sixty if you're a member. One sixty fifty five if you're a member. Um, otherwise, get this tasting box and you get to try try along with the pod. Yeah, and I mean, just the nature of this whiskey itself, just one that you want to sit with mm-hmm. and really explore. So it has me very, very intrigued. Yeah, and I think like, as you were saying, like you, you're really, you're correct that this is one for a good like winter's night because you kind of get that nice coolness. So you get the feel of winter, but at that end, the spices of like the cinnamon and the pepper, they do like warm your insides. Alrighty, so dram number three, the final dram of the Outback Exploration Box. You hear that, Whiskey Loot? We're on our final dram. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the final dram is the Upshot Australian Whiskey by Whippersnapper Distillery. I mean, come up with a more Australian name. Yeah. <laughs> Whippersnapper. <laughs> so Whippersnapper, they handcraft all their whiskies from 100% West Australian grains. And Upshot is a unique Aussie spin on the wheated bourbon style. So pretty similar to Maker's Mark. Um, it's artfully aged in virgin oak in Perth's urban Mediterranean climates. The wood and fruity new make make this dram an award winner. So 
going off of that, that's um, some big words. It is a lot of big words. <laughs> you know, it's um, giving me a little bit of expectation mm-hmm. before I go into this dream. Oh, like there's a lot of spice in the nose. That's interesting because for me, I almost immediately get pear. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's like not just pear, it's like a poached pear. Ah, interesting. I feel like after those initial hits of different flavors, it kind of like, that's the way to describe it. Like it balances out into like kind of a nice multi dram. Like there's a nice substance to it. Yeah, it's got a real fullness mm-hmm. to the nose. And it's um, not too sweet. Like there is a sweetness there. But yep. the, the main thing that's jumping out at me is that poached pear and I can't, I can't smell past it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm not getting it as vividly as you're saying you are. Um, again, it's just, it is nicely spiced and like kind of spiced and that creamy maltiness that I usually associate with a full dram. Um, they're really the two dominant things. It's I can like, see, yeah, I can see a vanilla note, but it's a really creamy vanilla. Yeah. But it's almost like um, like a sugary glaze, like... On the outside of like Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> right. And this one is at 43%? Yes, 43%. Yep. So and it's th- interesting to note as well that this is corn whiskey as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, corn, wheat and barley. I think immediately on the palate, you can see that it's very woody. And the spice from that is really coming through. Yeah, I found on that initial sip, like everything happened really fast. It came in, there was a bunch of flavors, then it left... So it felt really, really quick and really short, but then kind of like the underlying remnants that was just still sticking on my tongue kind of brought out a light syrupiness. Um, so I probably have to go in and revisit that because a lot of that happened really fast. Yeah, I don't know. I'm almost left with custard. I took a slow sip and was getting custard at the front. Yeah. And then, yeah, more of that spice started coming up. And I think you're right. Yeah, it is like a woody spice. For me, the finish is probably short to medium, but it's leaving me a real maple syrup kind of sweetness on the palate with the finish. It's um, it's really interesting to me because on the palate itself, initially, it's not overly sweet, more so creamy and fruity, but then on the finish is where you find the sweetness. Yeah, That's really interesting to me. Yeah, I guess like, it's hard to say because like, uh, as you said, it is... West Australian grains, so corn, wheat, and barley. I mean, like barley, familiar with. Corn, wheat, not so much. I think that is throwing in like a new element to the mixture that it is making it a little tough to pick out some of the more nuances in the flavors. I mean, like it is it is enjoyable. Um, I just feel like it happens really fast. So I, w- I would call it a short finish as well because it does leave really fast and it isn't coating my mouth like the other two were. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting because... They do define this dram as a medium to long finish. So it's really interesting that we're getting more of a short to medium finish. Yeah. And it might just be coming off the back of the other two. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how many people would get a box of this and then knock out all three drams within the space of like half an hour. <laughs> yeah. That, there is that as well. <laughs> I know, but there, there is like a really good flavor to this. I'm just having a little trouble picking it out. Yeah. So like I mentioned, I initially get custard. And it's, it flows into a fruitiness mm-hmm. that is very similar to 
like a peach. Yep. But it's like tin peach. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. I get that, and this is like that kind of liquidy syrup that you get in those tin fruits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a, okay, like speaking of custard, there is like a dessert I've had where it's like custard on top of like a warm cake. I don't exactly know what kind of cake that is, but that's kind of what's coming up in my mind. So I guess I'm getting that kind of the grains and wheat almost in like a cake mixture kind of thing, but like yeah. cooked cake mixture. Yeah, what I'm really enjoying though is just the way the sweetness is presenting itself mm-hmm. and especially how it's on the finish and it's not really on the palate itself. And what I keep going back to is just how pleasant that finish is because of the fact that it just leaves a sweetness on your palate. Mm-hmm. Whereas like typically when you're having a dram, you get that sweetness either on the nose or on the actual palate itself, not on the finish. Right. You know, so it's really, it's really interesting to see a dram leave you with sweetness instead of just giving you that sweetness in the middle. Yeah, I think this is like a really good option as like a dessert whiskey. Like one, for pe- especially for people who aren't a huge fan of like the overly sweet, like fortified wines or dessert wines. But if you want kind of like a nice alcoholic digestive that doesn't leave you with kind of like an overly sweet aftertaste, like this would be a really good accompaniment to like warm custard on cake. <laughs> yeah, I can really see that, yeah. Overall, though, a good way to round out the outback exploration, I think. Yeah, and there is like that that maltiness was picking up on the nose. The more I'm sipping with it, the more it's coming through on the palate, and it is a really pleasant flavor. I think that's the flavor I'm kind of trying to identify. It's it's a maltiness, but I'm usually used to picking it out on the nose, and then it's kind of in previous whiskeys where I've identified that it's kind of overwritten in the palate by a dominant other flavors, whether that be fruits or spices. But it's coming through on the palate. Do you have a dram in words? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find a dram in words that isn't just a reflection of what I've already said for the tasting notes. But I feel like um, this is kind of country farmhouse dram. Like, my grandparents had a farm. So I always remember going out to that. It was out near Mudgee. And um, and it just reminds me of evenings there, having dessert as a kid. And again, kind of custard and cake. That's... That's a dominant like notion I'm getting from this. So it's like, yeah, farmhouse vibes. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's that's good. So for me, this is, I'd say that it's very comforting. Yeah, just because of that custard nature. Everyone, like, most people, love custard, mm-hmm. right? And just to have that in a dram is pretty incredible for me. Yeah. So, man, this my dram in words would have to be. I'd say unadulterated custard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what this is. Yep. Alrighty. So with that, that's the last dram of the Whiskey Loot Outback Exploration Box. So it's time for the ratings. So Coral Characters. I'll go first. Yep. I have the Coral Characters at a 7.7. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to put it at a 7.8. All right, 7.8, not bad, not bad. And I'll immediately follow that with the Whiskey Loot double cask coming in at a 7.7. I really enjoyed that, and for all the reasons you heard earlier, um, and it comes in just under. Yeah, so for me, the Whiskey Loot double cask is at a 7.5. Yep. 
then straight after that with the Whippersnapper Distillery Upshot, probably at a 7.6. I'm really enjoying ah, this one. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably put it at a 7.4. Like, it was really enjoyable. Don't, don't get me wrong. It just didn't strike out to me as much as the other two did. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, it is quite decent. And does it, like, they all deserve to sit in that range of sevens. Yeah, they do really deserve to sit in the sevens. They're all really, really great whiskeys. Now, the Whiskey Loot box, the Outback Exploration, what do we think? Okay, so this is going to be a, a, a mix between, like, the box, absolutely great. Like, I personally wouldn't go out to buy these three different bottles to try them. And I don't know if I would have necessarily chosen them at a bar from the mix to try. And so in that sense, like I am glad I got to experience each of these. And I know like if I was looking at buying a bottle from an Australian distillery, like this is probably the best way I'd go about it. I'd be like, I'd find a pack that has a range of different whiskeys to experience a wide range of. And then I would make a decision as to whether I wanted to go. But either way, like there's no loss there because like, even if I decide I don't want to buy any of these bottles, I still got to try three different Australian whiskies from three different distilleries. And I could at least then know where I sit in that range of what I like and what I don't like, or at least where I'd be leaning more towards when it comes to choosing from the wider range of Australian whiskies. And so I think that is the thing that this box and the whiskey loot offers is that kind of chance to experience a range of different whiskies that you may not necessarily see at your local whiskey bar or restaurant, but it gives you like kind of like a starting place to then go from when it comes to choosing a range of different bottles. So I did really enjoy the pack. I thought that was a good range of whiskies to try. And I'm glad that they're not ones that I would have immediately thought of when I thought, should I get into Australian whiskies? Which one do I look at? Because there are some other, I would say, more popular distilleries that you'd usually see if you go to a bottle shop or a whiskey bar. And yeah, they're kind of like what you'd be selecting from. So this does give you a diverse experience that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you fully there. I probably wouldn't go out and have purchased these mm-hmm. if not for this box. And I, not only that, I wouldn't even have these on my radar Yep. about whether or not I should give them a go or give them a crack. So in terms of broadening your horizons and giving you a lot more to think about when it comes to the world of whiskey, mm-hmm. because that's what whiskey loot offer. They give you a little snapshot of different places in whiskey for yep. you to then, I guess, continue your journey on from that as a starting point. So yeah. exactly for me, when it, when I'm looking at this and seeing the Australian whiskey we got to try today, it really has me wanting to delve deeper into Australian whiskey, seeing that, oh, okay, you know, I had heard of Koroa, yep. um, especially from you. You mentioned the characters was a really good dram. So that had already had me intrigued mm-hmm. from the get-go. But then from Launston and as well as Whippersnapper, two distilleries that I haven't tried any whiskey from. And in Whippersnapper's case, I'd not heard of them before. Yeah. So um, excellent service because now they're on my radar and it's something that I'm going to look out for, especially if I see a whiskey from Launston or a whiskey from Whippersnapper at a bar somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be on my radar now. It's not going to be something that I overlook. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it does put new items on your radar. <laughs> And that's the thing. It's like, 
if you're in this for the experience, you're kind of limiting your experience if you're just selecting from, I guess, the mainstream popular ones that make it onto the local bars menu list or that appear in your local bottle shop. Um, but there's such a wide range out there that you can select from. And I think that when it comes down to it as well, like especially as I would expect for most whiskey drinkers, we are usually leaning towards quality over quantity. And that's kind of like when it comes to especially alcohol, like we do spend a little bit more money to get a little bit of a higher quality product to try and experience that. And so that was one of the things I've been tossing up with when looking into the subscription service and looking at the cost of it. And I'm like, for let's say $60 a month, I'm like, that is nearly an entire 500 to 700 mil bottle of whiskey. But the service only gives you three 60 mil bottles. So what's that, 180 mils? Yeah. Almost the price of an entire bottle. But, you know, as people who like choose where we place our money and what we're buying and the experience we're going to be getting out of that, I think it is a better option to get a wider range of experiences as opposed to just spending that same money on a single bottle and then you're just going to get one single experience. And don't get me wrong, I still purchase whole bottles because I usually know the whiskeys I like and know which ones I want to buy. But, you know, this gives you an option. And I think we have recommended this to our listeners before. Like if you yeah. don't know where to go or you don't know the next step or how to get out of your comfort zone, go to your local bar and order a couple of different drams and try it. And this is basically offering that you get it in the comfort of your own home. But not only that, you get these options selected for you from people who know about whiskey. Yeah. And not only that, you have someone pretty much walking you through each of the drams as well. Yep. And I mean, I don't know what bars you go to, but you're not going to have many people that are going to sit there and guide you through your dram, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so really, it gives you a good basis for you to then make your own and conclusions and then draw your own experiences and a bank of associations because you have a little uh, reference sheet to go off. Yeah, but you know, from that, maybe a load of question. Would you subscribe, Brad? <laughs> Would I subscribe? It's something that I definitely consider, but... In terms of a monthly subscription, I'd be more leaning towards the one-off and purchasing the packs individually. Yep. Because I'm very confident in my whiskey journey now. I know what I enjoy and I know what experiences I'm looking to seek out. And as much as I did enjoy this, where it's, oh, here's three different drams that you've not tried to broaden your horizons, broaden your palate. I really enjoyed that. And I'd be more inclined to jumping on their side, seeing what different packs they have available and then picking one that's, I guess, one that I'd want to experience, one that I'd want to open up and I want to direct my journey. Yeah, agree with you 100%. That's what I was going to say. I was mean like, I would lean more towards purchasing their tasting packs and like after this one, I'm probably really keen on it because... It's just like looking at the range of options they have. And yeah, that's the thing that I think is the highest value in this is that getting to experience a range of different whiskeys. So I guess that's kind of what we'd finish off on for our listeners is like if you're Australia, if you're looking at either starting your whiskey journey or wanting to know how to progress further in it, I just guess wide range of experience is probably your best bet. And this is a great way to get that at a reasonable cost and have that kind of process walked through like to help you like 
I wouldn't say they walk you through it, but they at least provide a framework through which you allow yourself to progress. Yeah, and not only that, and just the fact that the experience is curated by people that know whiskey, people that love whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's got that added care factor in it. Yeah. And just even the way it's presented to you when you get the package, you can see that it's made by people that love what they do, mm-hmm. people that love whiskey. And that's what you want. Yeah, and they appreciate the, I guess, value of nice, clean design. Like, the, as you said, the box is bespoke. It is professional. It is really exciting to get and to open up and then to go through with the bottles. Um, and I guess this brings it around full circle to where we started. And it's like the other advantage is like that kind of engagement and kind of discussion around whiskey with other people who also love whiskey. That is probably one of the most invaluable things you can get if you're looking at progressing on your whiskey journey and you don't, I mean, you may not have, especially kind of in the age of COVID, you may not have like a solid community around you that you can regularly meet up with and, drink whiskey with um it just provides another alternative avenue for that yeah so really overall the whiskey loot service is one that i'm probably going to jump on but more so in the one-off purchases yeah i would agree i think that is um for people at like where we're currently sitting on our whiskey journey and for what we're after and as you said we know the bottles we like and what we would like to buy but there is kind of a lot of value in these tasting packs that we would probably look at purchasing. So you'll say if anyone is interested both in the advent calendar um, or whiskey loot in general, head over to our Instagram. You'll see our um, story on the advent calendar and you can see all of the drams I tried, tasting notes as well as the dram in words for those. Um, And then we'll have a link in our bio that'll send you towards the Whiskey Loot site so you can check out their store, the subscription service, um, and then, you know, make up your own mind upon the information we've provided here as well as what you can find out from them. If you have any questions, um, we're more than happy to help you out and answer some of them. So you can email us at dramtalk.au at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can reach us at at dramtalkpodcast on Instagram. Yeah, probably should have mentioned the Instagram handle. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I guess that's all we've got time for today. Um, it would be a huge help if you could give us a rating. Yeah, like wherever you get your podcast, um, it will really help us out. Righty. Our glasses are empty, but we hope yours aren't. So if they are, pour another dram! <laughs> <laughs>